You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I was just, uh, I was just, I don't know why. Before the after the show discussion. Kama Chameleon song was in my head. And then I said to you, I wonder what that song's about. I'm going to have to go and look at the lyrics. And I looked at the lyrics, which actually I've only just realized after all these years. It's actually only two, eight lines of lyrics, basically. Because the whole thing's just repeated over and over again. But the, what, the eight lines of lyrics don't make sense. I think it's about drugs. The funny part is, not the lyrics, none of that, just that after 20 years, <laughs> you only... How many times must you have heard that song? Every day is like survival. You're my lover, not my rival. Every day is like survival. You're my lover, <laughs> not my rival. <laughs> Four or five times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that we hate it, because it's in your mind. Loving would be easy if your colors were like my dreams. Red, gold, and green. Red, gold, and green. <laughs> You just didn't, you're not you're not a visionary. You don't see it. You know. So that was a lyrics lyric discussion with the uh, after the show. Anyway, it's uh, Sunday, February the twentieth, two thousand and eleven. This is after the show number one hundred and sixty. The movie we're looking at this week is Faster on Blu-ray disc. This is an early look. It's not actually out for a couple of weeks. Um, it's a two thousand and ten movie. It is actually out on the first of March, two thousand and ten, on Eleven. blue. 2011 <laughs> on Blu-ray I'll do that until probably July uh, it's out on Blu-ray and DVD and it's from our friends at Sony you're not asking me to give you a summary are you're you are going to give us a synopsis on how, this how about you do movie. it this time because I could be scathing and it's no reason to be scathing alright revenge movie starring <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson that pretty much sums it up that's good yes yes that pretty much sums it up I think that's a good uh, brief yeah and to- mine wouldn't be so so, um, Faster. We just watched Faster. Faster? I think this I know... Is, this is sounding like Karma Chameleon. Yeah. Faster, 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 faster. Red, gold, and green. <laughs> and the rock can sing. <laughs> he doesn't do any singing, actually. No, not in this um, one. I don't think I've ever seen him sing. <laughs> anyway, Faster. It's um, a revenge movie, like I just said. It's... Um, I think I know you don't. I think I think you don't like it. Let me just give my opinion on okay. it first. Um, Enlighten me. I um, like uh, every so often an action movie. Um, I thought this one, while it did have the trappings of being quite good, like I think the opening was quite strong, the opening scene, and I was into the character. But my problem with it overall is it was far too predictable. Uh, there's, there's some twists, and I'd figured them out way before they happened. Um, and... And you never do that. No, and I did this time, and it was just... Because the twist is, is shit. There's a character <laughs> There's a character in the movie, um, which spoils the movie for me completely. He, it absolutely spoils the movie and it's the character called Killer yes oh my god it's almost pointless okay, we'll find something to ag- that is exactly uh, what I was going to in, say in fact it's, it like poisons the whole thing in fact he can have his own movie he's a, that'd be fine to, to explain to the audience the, there's, a, there's a character called Killer in fact the, all, all the characters in this movie are called like 
well, driver. Three of them. Yeah, I mean, they've got sh- shallow names. Anyway. Um, driver, this, killer, cop. This killer guy. Um, it's completely pointless. It's almost like he's only in it to add this, like, Tarantino-esque... Um, cool thing like let's have him with this hot chick in a wedding dress stood in the yeah, with a gun yeah and and like let's have him it's just it's I feel like he's more of an origin story without you realizing we don't know much about the driver's childhood we don't know anything about the cop's childhood we piece together why they're motivated to do, do some things end. but the killer not really just a little mm. tiny bit but the killer we know immediately about his child, his thing in life is to overcome this thing he had as a child. And I'm all I can think is that it's to sh- highlight that even at this point, you've got a criminal and a criminal and a criminal, and why they do these horrible things can always leak back to childhood, to parenting, all that. And then his story is the one that clearly marks. I that. personally think if you chopped all the killer story out, the, it was un- absolutely unnecessary. And it was a problem. I didn't like the guy who played him first. Uh, another, and he, yes, he was a British guy. Oh, that's I felt like he was doing a phony British accent, but he's actually a British guy. He might have been doing. Maybe he's from the north, and he was doing a, a southern. You know, there's something phony about him. Um, his girlfriend Maggie Grace. Um, she was just there to be in a bikini or lingerie the entire. In fact, I didn't see a scene where she was really dressed. Like she was in a wedding dress. No, she, she did fine though. I mean, she no. Was what fine. I mean is she that her. Character. She might have did fine, but there was no reason for it. Yeah. I mean, her and him, there was no reason for him. And, like, it, it, if you pull them out of the movie, I think the movie's better. It's more gritty, like... like it's take them over there, comedic, make a like modern Bonnie and Clyde kind of a flick yeah, with them. Yeah, like a different yeah. movie with yeah. Them. yeah, Which I don't have to watch, that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them. Well, if you get the DVD, you will. <laughs> but, um, as far as the... This this parts of this movie I really liked. Um, like I think he was like a bit overly stylized with a lot of the shots. There's a lot of um, <laughs> you think? Yeah. Holy shit! I mean, he didn't go as far as splitting the screen. He did in a deleted scene, you know, using those kind of things tropes. But he did um, do a lot of you know hero shots, as you call them. Okay, our yeah. perspective is so opposite. Because all I saw was bullshit style. Every from the instant the movie started, there are these slow slow motion. It's like his crack. Jesus. I mean, every five minutes there's some slow motion. There's this golden glow about every almost every part of the movie. That's to make I don't know why. There are these shots. He does have a, a California sun kind of look overall. I think. I, I guess that's the deal. You're right? calling it California sun. I'm well, calling it's filmed it in California. This overly stylized. Trying to be cool. Kind yeah, it did of thing. have a, a filter. Every single scene, with the except almost every single, with the exception of maybe three times when it that shit kind of fell away, that I was like, okay, okay, good. Like there's a preacher scene that it wasn't so bad. There's uh, a killer's like. Other than that, I was it's like I was being bombarded constantly with style over substance. I don't think it was a terrible movie though, to be honest. Like as far as. Um, action movies go and this is what this is I mean it's not Shakespeare or a dra- <laughs> heavy drama or anything like that as far as just a straight up action movie it's got the stuff you know a, a guy who's wronged and getting his revenge a um, some car chases some shooting uh, a, a, a cop 
on the tail and then this shitty hitman guy I mean it's got a lot of stuff in there and if you do like this kind of movie I think it would you would touch on some good stuff I mean um, Billy Bob Thornton's in it um, it doesn't mean anything at this point watching that so, movie with him I'm just like come on I personally don't think it's a bad movie I think Death Race 2 is a wuss movie. Yes, I agree with that. And, and I kind of like Death Race 2. By a very small shit fraction. I, I just... It's just too predictable for me. The, like, I feel like it was playing to every genetic part of you that is man and against every genetic part of me that is woman without well, us even a, knowing it's it. It's not a woman's movie. I'm, well, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm saying it. I just see it. It's like there's no... I mean... It's like... Re- every scene, my mind is like, really? Oh my god! Could we be any more obvious with the guns and the, the rare? I don't know. It was just there's something about um, I liked about his just mm. one track focus. That's my favorite part like, of the whole like movie. Like the bride in in Kill, you yep. know, like I am doing this thing and this is what I'm doing. Except then he falters with the freaking yeah. He does falter. Yeah, we won't say yeah. why, but but um, that I was you know, really frustrated a, by. It's all, like I say, it's got some homage shit to to Kill Bill or whatever. Or yeah, you know, with the list and the yeah. Because some things we've never seen. An operation with the no. That was good. I was like, yeah, I like that. But there that. is, you know, this guy probably like Kill Bill or something. You know, he, he has this list he's ticking off. It's a standard true. revenge. Very thing. true. Um, and he's one mind focused on this job. Like, that's why I really... I like it less now that you compared it to Kill Bill. <laughs> oh, it's not Kill Bill. And no, Kill no, Bill is no. F- an amazing, to me, a masterpiece of uh, the, my ultimate revenge movie. See, what makes it different then? Um, it's just... Cheap, to me, in my mind. Yeah, it's not as... I mean, yeah, you could say Kill Bill's full of visual tweaks and perks. and True. And it's, you know... Over over the top because it's like split screens, all kinds of stuff going on in that movie. But it seems to work in that movie because he made it work somehow. In this movie, it feels like he's trying to do that. Yeah, it doesn't go far enough, and then he goes like, you know what I mean? It doesn't it's like go... if you gritted it up a bit and took off the glossiness. Yeah, and it's this one's not tongue in cheek at all. It's quite serious. Like um, yeah, and that was one of the things apart from the the um, killer guy. Some of his scenes are a bit farcical for me. It was like, oh, come on. Yeah. But if you took, like I say, if you took a killer guy out, it's actually a very serious movie. It's slightly preachy at the end, even. I think it would so be better if you took away the killer story or somehow folded him in more. He's just a... I'll make him less just a little brash. Death like, he's, he's too brash in the middle of it all. He's too much of a... They're all just token care. I mean, what's the word? Archetypes, right? Yeah. You've got the guy out for revenge who's unflinching. You've got... The cop who's nearing retirement. Oh my god, how many times do we need that story? Yeah, that's really, really irritating. We've got everybody's tormented, either by drugs or a history of abuse or a history of illness. or I mean, that's how life is, I get it. But there's no... The only thing, and this is the weirdest part is, that the rock guy, Dwayne guy... The thing about him being completely focused and unflinching, except for the one thing that lets me That's why I say the opening was that really is my. Because mm-hmm. he, he gets out of prison. Oh, yeah. And then... <laughs> Don't... Yeah, yeah. I won't ruin it, but it's it's jarring. You're like, oh, shit. Right. He's on a mission. <laughs> yeah, and right. that's why I like that opening. It was strong. I was like, okay, I can deal with this. Because this is... Me too. He's a real badass, and this is... But then but it's just really... style over substance. And I like the director guy, but oh, my God. I felt like... What did I say to you halfway through when you stopped to take a pee break? I said, I think I need a glass of wine. I didn't. So not... I like this movie better. See, the better. thing was, I didn't not enjoy it. It was just flat. Like, um, 
perfect like, way to describe like it. Like, I wasn't like, oh my god, I, this is insulting to my intelligence. This no. is horrible. No, no. It's quite well made. You know, I kind of like some of the people in it. And um, Did you care about anyone? Not really. And I, yeah. and I knew what was going to happen to everybody. There was no surprises. And when the surprise comes... There's a surprise in this movie, and it comes. It's not a surprise. Well, it wasn't to me, no. and, I, and I'm normally caught off guard by... I'm yeah. not very good at catching on to a twist. <laughs> this one... I wouldn't even call it a twist. It's like, it's actually telegraphed to you, like, almost three or four... Well, maybe more than that, before it happens. Like, so <laughs> yeah. you're like, mm, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Um, so, don't be in it for the twist... If you like, if you're into this kind of movie, I mean, the, and I did enjoy parts. I, I you know, I, I'm a sucker for cars and exactly. There's some good cars in here. There's and, the car. I did like his car. Yeah, um, and and he does this. There is a if you like car chases, there's a cool mm-hmm. getaway thing. It's, too, it's a little, little bit too again. Brief. That's completely irrelevant. Yeah, they didn't need to show that at all. No, they didn't. That's that part. Didn't need to exist at no. all, except for the testosterone people who want to watch a car And chase. I enjoyed it. All you had to say was, this thing went wrong, and yeah. that's it. You didn't have to ever flash back to it, or no. anything. I felt like it was just a balls-out, dude sitting down, oh, yeah, man, kick-ass revenge kind of thing. And, and there's nothing wrong with a revenge flick. No, no, but that doesn't feed anything else in me. Like, nothing else was touched on. But you know that thing that Tarantino does... Cacking back to Tarantino again, where he goes to various movies and um, kind of rips them off to... Like, like not I don't mean rips them off. Tarantino loves a certain film and then he frames a, a scene in his movie that way, just as an homage to it. Well, this guy tries to do it a yeah. lot of times. In the deleted scene, there's a good, bad and the ugly scene that's just shot for shot. There's another thing he's trying really hard to hearken the... Yeah. Um, What's it called? The Western vibe. Yeah. You know, the man... Dirty and... Not seeking redemption, but seeking some kind of finality to a thing. And Almost then like the, the American. Like that. Yeah, but the Americans like... Yeah, the Americans over and above. But like that. I mean, yeah. a man, a solitary man doing his thing, right? But not as good. It's like, <laughs> it's hard to... I mean, the Americans are a completely different movie. Don't get me wrong. But it, it's nothing new. It's a revenge movie. It borrows from other movies... It does have a couple scenes it's got that a I'm style to it. I'm totally behind the operation scene, the bathroom. You know, I'm a sucker for a good bathroom yeah. fight. That was a good one. It was pretty good, and I felt the. Um, I don't know why I like bathroom fights. Well, it's I'm like, going to say I felt the. Okay, there's two guys in a bathroom. They even <laughs> telegraphed by saying it. Yeah, one, yeah. Only one of us is getting out of here, and then I I was in the moment there thinking, that's a really tense, intense moment. Like, uh, like yeah. I mean, we sh- And I wasn't 100% convinced. I mean, you're pretty well convinced, okay, no, the- but I wasn't 100%, because you just... See, I was 100%, uh, not to... Not 100%, don't me- say what it is, no, but... No, yeah, for me, it was because of how it would... Yeah, but you didn't know. Well, I kind of already had guessed what was going to happen, and ah. if, if I was going off that, it had to go one way, one way, like... Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just straight-up average... I mean, it's Average, not bad. Yeah. It's not good. It's right in the middle, and that's all it is for me. Like, um, I'll, in in three months' time, I won't remember what it was about. Really, I mean, I'll probably remember that car. The funny thing is, I do know, I do know a handful of people who I would instantly recommend this to because they would love it. Yeah, and I, I, 
it's it's the kind of movie that will be on HBO late at night for for years to come, and people will love it. Like it's just a straight up action, you know, revenge flick. And revenge flicks are nothing new; they've been going on forever. Uh, it's just another, and it's not even another take on a revenge no, flick. No, no, it's like borrow from other revenge flicks and make one that's kind of not as good as any of those. That's what it is, isn't it? Yes, that's a rave review right there. Yeah. <laughs> but on the opposite side, because I always like to see some. I did not not enjoy it because I like some of the things. You know, this it's a boy man movie, right? Cars, yeah. girls, guns. Those rest that recipe's in there. Yeah, I could almost gag on how it was so. Girls firing guns. One girl. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like um, it has that stuff in there. Um, fast cars, bank robberies, The Rock. Being all, he's not being the Disney rock. Jesus, he's a little extra beefy this time, though. Yeah, man. he looks steroided up or something to me. Oof. I mean, it's fucked up. Like he's like, it is I'm massive. Like, I mean, he's... he was in prison for ten years, so you got to yeah. give him. And he was a solitary dude, and you get it's the very clear that out of his neck and he everything. won every battle that was pushed onto him in prison. So you know he's he's over in the corner lifting weights. I didn't have a problem with that, like the the built up of him. But my God, there were times when I thought. You're like not a dude. You, the neck just sort of tree trunked into it's his not a, chest. It's not escape from which mountain, The Rock. It is. isn't, but you know what? That's the best thing of it is that you see there's potential for this. I didn't mind which mountain, and I didn't mind the one with the little girl. No, I didn't all mind that. them. I'm saying um, it's not the same. It's he needs gritty. to break away from the extreme thing, though. Yeah, he's not like. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Stallone. He got stuck into one thing and then just kept doing it, right? This is the kind of thing he doesn't want to be stuck into. He wants to... No, I mean, everything he's done is extreme. He's either the the macho man dealing with the child or he's the macho man dealing with the children again. Or he's now the macho man dealing with this revenge flick. And all of it's very extreme. There's no just, like, he's just a dude and he's just in a, you know, like... You know, like, uh... Welcome to the Rileys. You've got... Gandolfini in that role as just a dude. Yeah, just playing like, a just dude. A guy, Not Mr. A man. Muscle Man is going to punch your head in. Yeah, a man yeah. who's like got other complications and other motivations. In fact, and in fact uh, that uh, Gandolfini, he's not even a threatening man in any way. No, no, not at all. Which is And he what? pulls it off. Yeah. And so, but is this image of what this guy does too appealing to people to strip it all away? I think away? so. I think right. people, he's going back to the WWE apparently. No wonder he's all beefed up. Yeah, and, you know, he was huge in, in wrestling. Um, he That's where The Rock came from, right? He became a persona and a character. That's kind of disappointing. And he took that over into movies, because they even called him The Rock for a while before he was Dwayne Johnson, didn't they? Like in Doom. Yeah, now he's Dwayne Johnson, and now I guess he'll be The Rock again. But hmm. I think people love that wrestling thing, even though me and you don't like wrestling. It's huge, isn't it? It's It's... It makes people, breaks people. It's idiocracy. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, people, you know, from all those... If you haven't seen Idiocracy, watch it. And if you get it and you know what I mean, then you're one of us. And if you don't get it, then you're one of them. (laughs) So uh, let's move on to the cast here. Dwayne Johnson plays Driver, the um, imaginatively titled Driver. (laughs) So he drives a car. He drives a car a lot. He's a getaway driver um, who's on a revenge mission. Who ironically is the killer as well. Yes. Um... I thought he was fine for that. For what he was asked to do, I thought he was fine. He had a couple of moments where he's a little too... <laughs> he doesn't say a lot. 
Yeah, true. He's more like brooding and looking at his paper. The and brooding is a little people. too <laughs> yeah. movie set. Uh, director says, give me this, remember you're a man on a mission kind of thing, and he yeah. just pours it on. But other, there were times, when he is speaking or when he has a couple quieter moments, it's fine. It's, it's not fine. a ton of speaking, though, really. I mean, he The scene with the mother and yeah, stuff, that, that was fine. I mean, it was, I didn't have a problem. And, uh, it's just when they try to crank up that bullshit macho yeah. crap, that's... Ugh. And Billy Bob Thornton plays cop. Um, I love Billy Bob Thornton. Yes, you do. This is no stretch for him. It's he plays an asshole kind of cop guy. Um, it could have been anyone. It could, and I do enjoy watching Billy Bob. So it added a layer of at least there's somebody in here I like. If you know what I'm saying, there. If it was just anyone. Yeah, but he wasn't. It was like, oh my god, it was so neutral to me. I was like, you could be. It was neutral. He had really bad hair. Maybe he's not as good as we think. Uh, <laughs> that hair. I don't know if that's his real hair. No, of course not. He's bald, man. Well, in Armageddon, that's what I see him has. Like, um, you know, just the, like, a bit that's of grey hair at the side. That's how he is, yeah. Right, so this hair that he has, and he had this in that bandits and mm-hmm. this kind of side parting hair. It pus- it, it, it throws me out. Yeah, I, me too. I even thought that the uh, lady who has the really nice ass from yeah. Sin City, fake she had hair. a wig, fake Yeah, hair. totally, and something. Why? Like, <laughs> why not? That makes it seem really cheap to me. Like, you're making a movie and everything needs to be very Different. theatrical. Yeah. And very bold. Like, like you're just not a, good enough. We have to make you look. Let's give different. her a. In on the script, it says she's got Fiery. hot. She's got a hot bod and dark brown hair mm. with you know this kind of style. So, and so they a, slap it on. So her you're head. a blonde. So we got to change that. She's not blonde, Whatever but I mean, she. they still slap. Maybe it is her real hair, but it looks really look like movie made to me. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like it's very small like she walks into the trailer and they've got these wigs and they slap one on her and it's like. Yeah. And, it and, seems unnecessary. Yeah, it's, uh, you're right, though. It's all stereo. It's like, she's like a cop. She's got um, this oh, hairdo. Some she's of got, her lines are so bad. She's got really tight clothes. You know, it's like... I like looking at her, but... What, what I'm saying is it's a, like... She's ca- like when they've cast her. Oh, she's hot. Let's make sure you. She's sexy as well. Like, yeah. It's, it's ca- and like, let's make sure... But Billy, serious. Let's make sure Billy Bob Thornton's got some unusual hair and he's a bit edgy. You know, I'm not sure smoked, if that's the instruction. Well, but. he smokes his cigarette. He's got his sunglasses on in the inside and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, Boondock Saints, two. Yes. It had an air of that about it, like like the director might have liked that in some way because that was kind of over tapping the stare the the ju- the uh, Dexter's wife woman in that. Yes. She was a bit too much also. This was Dexter's sister wife. Yeah, she was in there too. <laughs> um, so yeah, Billy Bob Thornton, no stretch at all, but if you, enjoy, if you like him, you might it might elevate a little bit to it for you. Maggie Grace plays Lily. She's from Lost. Um, like I say, she has a bra on. She wears a swimming costume. A wedding dress, and she holds lots of guns. Yeah. But she's fine. I mean, yeah, but this, she's not a weak point. It's almost pointless uh, for me, that whole... 25 minutes oh 20 minutes of the movie if you fuddled all that together of that guy Uh, and talking of the guy he's called Oliver Jackson Cohen and he plays Killer and that is the for me the crux of the movie I'm sure they thought it was awesome and cool that there was this suave English guy with this hot chick who has all these gadgets and cool cars he's a bit James Bondish but it was ridiculous Mm, I don't see that at all but well um, he was suave smooth it's not Jane Bondish at all. Had a lot just... of money, had all the gadgets, the guns, He's like the, cars. the spoiled brat who has 
climbed to the top of Mount Everest, obviously. He's yeah, accomplished he try- this I, thing. I'm not saying he was James. I'm saying he's trying to be like this. And then, oh, let's make it like not not all go so smooth for him. It's not, it's yeah. not like, you know, we've seen that before too, haven't we? Like the, um, like he thinks the it American be- is one a good yeah. example of that, but that works. Uh, yeah, I hated, I hated him. I don't know who he is. I've never seen him before. I didn't like him. Didn't like the character. Didn't like him either. So, Do you think you didn't like him because of what the felt character like he, was bringing he, out of him? I think if his acting was kind of ropey. I thought I, I thought he was like... I, I couldn't... I think it was what he was given, to be honest with yeah. you. I mean, there wasn't much to do. He just had to kind of follow this guy, sit in a car, look at his thing. There was not a lot to it. Be like, too cocky. Yeah, be super cocky, yeah. He had an air of Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal to me, and I don't know what it was. I was thinking, like, Jake Gyllenhaal might have been better. Might have. No. If it weren't this phony English accent from an English guy. <laughs> I know how English people speak, and that sounded like a put-on English accent. But coming out of an English mouth, I was like, why? why <laughs> I thought he sounded use, fine. Why don't you just use his original accent? Because I'm sure he doesn't sound exactly like that. I think... I think you know, like everything else in this movie where the producers sit there and say... Crank up a little yeah, bit, Yeah, make him more English. Make him a bit more like like we know, think English people sound like. Um, who else we got? And last but not least, I put down Carla Cogino. That's her. That's Cicero. the... Yeah, she's the lady from... And I already mentioned Sin City, her. yeah. Yeah, Sin City. And uh, son-in-law. Remember? Yeah. Well, Probably um, sure. <laughs> Tom Berringer pops up for about five seconds. He looks like his face has been stretched over... Um, Same as when he was in... in plastic surgery. Man. Inception. It's like, it could have been anybody. It doesn't, I, I, Why are we clinging to Tom Berringer? Yeah, really. Seriously. He's literally in it for... The big chill happened, seconds. right? And everyone's like, oh, Tom Berringer. And then, for God's sake, whatever else happened. I don't even know why he's like the top... Sniper. Maybe he's on... Maybe Sniper. He's, Tom Berringer. No, I never saw it, so I have no affection for him. <laughs> it's off. It's actually a trailer for Sniper 2. Yeah. The, um... the trailers set me up. I'm not bullshitting you. They set me up to almost be in a bad tone for the movie. Because they were all bad, cheap movies. And then this started, and I was like, oh, God, great. This is one this of them. This didn't fit exactly with those. Those trailers look worse than this movie, to be honest. Yeah. Because those trailers didn't even have, like, um, Hollywood stars. They were like... Oh, I don't care about that. TV actors. No, I don't care about that at all. I care about the... It just looked... They all looked... All they're playing to is some basic... It's like... They were, they were all like straight to video releases. All of them. All I, of them I, with like blowing up shit and killing shit. And looks like treat people trying to be cool with slick weapons and stuff. And I just don't... It depends. I guess you gotta throw in people, characters that I'm totally rooting for. Or I totally hate. And then for some reason I can get past all the cheapness, but... Ooh. So this is directed by um, George Tillman Jr., who also directed Men of Honor, which was, like, way back, 2003 or something. Um, good movie. Good movie. Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. And, um, I was going to say Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Um, like a courtroom movie about some um, naval officers... Uh, divers, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a good movie. It's um, one of those... It's got a moving part. It's got some, mm-hmm. you know, it's formulaic in, in a way also. Sure. Um, but I really did enjoy it. Um, and he also directed uh, Notorious, which was a couple of years ago, which was the true story of Notorious B.I.G., the rapper who um, met an unfortunate one. demise. Uh-huh. Um, and not much else, some TV stuff uh, and this. Um, 
I don't know what to say about him. He seems a nice guy in the extras and stuff. Um, but I feel know. like every project sounds like and is the ones I've seen and from him talking, it's all just a lump of clay molded to get some shit out there to make a big buttload of money. It did sound like the studio had messed with him a bit yeah. in the undertone of him talking. Because he was like... There was this scene and there was that scene, but the studio and the audiences and, you know... I don't, yeah, and I'm not like... I don't even feel like that was him. Hippy-dippy, like, artsy-fartsy and every movie needs to be... To have a higher message and be a good piece of art or anything like that. I don't believe that at all. But when it's... Everything is stripped away. And as I'm watching this movie, before we saw the extras, that's all I could think was... A group of people sat down around a table or sat on their little voice... You know, on like internet chat or whatever and were trying to mold a movie... That would just make a shitload of money and appeal to violent, testosterone-y, want to watch chicks in hot outfits, want to see chicks with guns, want to watch Bob Billy Bob Thornton in The Rock. You know what I mean? There's no nothing there. Like, it's em- absolutely empty to me. But we know it'll sell DVDs, and we know people will get will want to watch it, and ugh. You're a bit harder on it than me, because I, I, I'm not that hard on it, because I've seen... A lot of um, straight-to-video action movies that do leave me with a really sour taste in my mouth after them because there's nothing redeeming about them. Nothing at all. Like, Not even a, a good performance here or an interesting bit there, which I think this did have a little bit of that. I've seen ones that are just nothing. You come out of it and you're just like, well, that was a complete waste of time. I, <laughs> like, somebody shot some guns and... Some See, that's people... how I felt about this one. See, and I didn't because... I, there was something about it that just li- lifted up a bit. Um, so DVD extras, or Blu-ray extras in this case, not that many, but there's an alternate ending, which is an interesting, um, actually, ending. Um, that was one of those things, when you're watching the extras, that makes the movie just a fraction better. I don't think that ending makes the movie better. No, no. But I think it's an interesting to see. How just it knowing that was. that kind of thought was going into it, instead of me yeah. just thinking it was all just... Totally. Because the um, alternate ending, I said to you, that's an expensive scene to cut yeah. out. So I won't tell you what it is, but when you watch it, you'll be like, wow, they really filmed all that and never used it. Because that was interesting, uh, you know, scene. Um, it, it's, it was a little overkill, literally. Yeah, but. I mean, it was very um, good, the bad, and the ugly. I've never seen Li- that. Literally. So. I mean, it was... Do you know how much in my life I've avoided those kinds of westerns and stuff? You absolutely should see the, <laughs> the spaghetti westerns. Um, oh, my dad used to watch Clint Eastwood movies and it just they, turned they me They are off. really good. I mean, they You just, reckon I would think that? I think they really are. I think the music... Do I, am I going to think it's just manly stories with men being tormented and... Blah, it is. Blah, blah. But the filmmaking, the, the music, the... The way they are, you know, Tarantino doesn't borrow from them um, accidentally. I mean, they they actually are well made, you know. They're good movies. My favourite westerns, I'm not really into old westerns. Um, and they're not particularly old. They're from you the think States. it's not like Tarantino is some kind of god who borrows from these movies, and that equals those were good movies. This is not necessarily no, true. I mean, I'd seen them way before Tarantino borrowed from them, or this movie even borrowed from them. Um, but... You know, like this movie, he has a ringtone, the killer has the ringtone of his phone as the main theme from The Good, Bad and the Ugly, which is, like, ridiculous also. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh my god, how heavy-handed can you be with some ridiculous um, homage or whatever it is. Um, Alright, so Blu-ray features, you've got this alternate ending, you've also got some deleted scenes, and the deleted scenes and the ending also have introductions by the um, director. 
I like listening to directors just talking, just because I feel like I can read between the lines of what they're Sometimes, saying. Sometimes, yeah. Just by their expressions on the face, it's like, I don't think what he's saying there is completely straight up. I think he's just saying that. You know? Somebody else interfered. Yeah, yeah. And he also gets cut a lot. Did you know? Yes. Yeah, like he'd said something and then they'd Spliced together what he was in saying, some yeah. way, I don't know. So it's interesting to see. Um, I don't think the deleted scenes were really mattered. To be honest. They went along with the alternate... Well, with the original ending. And then there's a couple of featurettes, uh, weapons and wheels. Uh, you know what those are. And then there's some animatics. And you know what those are. It's just like um, roughly done animatics. Um, and there's Movie IQ, which is pop-up video facts when you're watching the movie. So uh, That would require more time watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to be bitchy, but man, it just does not... It was totally flat for me. I even want to watch Death Race 2. I like this way better than that. I didn't like it better at all. I, I mean, Death Race 2. But there was something, I don't know, more... I'd rather watch this than that. And I kind of like that just because of its pedigree from... Like, I was, I was interested in just seeing the story a bit more, you know? Just a bit more of the story. I don't want them to make a Death Race 3. I think there's no point. I don't want them to make a faster <laughs> 2 either. <laughs> Even though the um, alternate ending kind of hinted that they were probably going to or something at some point. Or wanting to leave it like that. I don't know. Um, So, um, in conclusion, if you're an action fan... I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's very specific. It is. not just action. Maybe if you're a fan of Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Yeah. And Billy Bob. Uh, More Dwayne Johnson, because I think he gets more screen time, right? I think it's a Dwayne Johnson movie, really. He's right on the cover. Yeah, and it's not... To me, it's like he works with what he's given. So I don't have a problem with him. It's just the overall thing. I, maybe I wasn't in the mood for it, you know? To be honest, like, there are some times when... To me, there's no substance to this movie whatsoever. There's nothing redeeming. There's nothing interesting about their stories or their characters at all, right? So, and I've watched movies like that that I actually enjoyed because something else was Well, you enjoy Kill it. Bill, and it's the same thing. Yeah, because there's something... It just goes down a list different. killing them. Right, but then is. there's intangible things that I it's can't the style. describe. You just like the... Maybe no, not like just the style. The music, the style. No, 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 not just the style. I identify more with the character. Like, I guess as a woman, I don't know what the, the thing is. But the motivation for the revenge. In this one, I'm not fully behind the revenge because everyone's a bad guy. He has no reason to be vengeful because he was a criminal. So what the what's up with that? You know what I mean? He was... A part of whatever bad thing went down. So he has no right to be vengeful at all. Well... No, he doesn't. Because he was a right He was right in the middle of it. He was the one that did yeah, driving. Yeah, but what, he was right the thing that happened was no, very but the close thing, to him. But it wasn't like he was just an innocent bystander. He was no, part but of I mean, it. that what went down is something that would... Yeah, but part be. of it was brought on because he's a part of it. That's what I'm saying. So I didn't have any sympathy for that. I, was, I had sympathy for his feelings... For the person and all that, but for Kill Bill, it's like I don't know. I don't know how to describe. It. There's an intangible thing about so, it. In there. conclusion, for me, I'm not saying it's horrible. I'm saying <laughs> it's just average, really middle of the road action movie. I've seen better action movies. I've seen worse action movies. It literally sits right in the middle. I agree. Um, I, I don't know whether I'm saying it's good or bad. I, I'm saying it's all right. If you, would you if watch you, it again? Not again, no, probably not. Because I think I got everything I need from it. I mean, I did. Like, Absolutely. It's yeah. all telegraphed to me perfectly. You know, it's a, some of its parts. 
And I didn't enjoy it. But I didn't feel like, you know, oh God, can we end this misery now? I wanted to see the conclusion. I wanted to get through it. So, I mean, I actually wanted to see what was going to happen. And because of the little nuggets, like the bathroom scene I liked and the surgery scene I liked. And then the rock guy, Dwayne guy, I actually enjoyed him. So I wanted to see more of that. It was just the whole of it. It was real. The the parts were better than the sum of the whole for me. So, um, what was the other thing? Uh, the... Yeah, just thanks to Sony for the disc. Uh, conclusion. Yeah. Thanks, Sony. Conclusion for me is... Uh, no apologies, sorry. <laughs> I would watch, if you like action movies, watch it. If, if you don't, you're not missing much. Um, in I fact, don't. if you don't, you, you, you're fine not to watch it, right? And you say just don't I watch love it. action movies, and I didn't love it, so I don't right. think that's a fair... So, uh, talking of action movies, next week's um, movie review will be another action movie. Tony Scott's latest movie, Unstoppable, with Denzel Washington. Um, I don't have high hopes because we have Scott has a, a shaky past for me. Deja vu, hello. Deja vu's uh, Domino's not great. terrible. The last one he did though, um, what we watched um, the, about the train with John Travolta, I actually liked that one. Taking of Pelham one two three. Didn't love it, but I did. It's a remake. It. Um, I did like Tony Scott's version. I thought it was pretty good. You know, he's pretty slick. A little too slick for me, I think. Yeah, I like But I'm interested by it. some of the characters and whatnot. And talking of Tony Scott, on my movie recommendations for this week, um, Man on Fire is one of mine. Obviously, because it's a revenge movie. Um, but in, done in a way that makes you totally sucked into the story. It's probably one of the best revenge movies to me. Incredible. And it's really um, overly stylized, kind of like this one, just in a different way, you know? But it cuts into It was when somehow. Tony Scott started doing that hyper-cool shit. And then now every movie is like that, what he does, right? You know? I think Man on Fire was the beginning of him experimenting with quick cuts, spinning cameras, all kinds of all that stuff. Black and I white. think Clay Pigeon had a bit of that, if I remember back correctly. A no, little bit. it's pretty straight up, Clay Pigeon. No, there's there's some, like, cut, cut, cut. But not the with the overexposures and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, all that started yeah. in Man on Fire and then got... Oh, so bad. Uh, Domino it was one of the reasons I didn't like Domino. He was trying. He was doing too much of it. Like it was like, oh my god! Like style over substance couldn't be, yeah. apply more to a movie. No, and then um, he did it with Pelham One Two Three. He did it with not as much in Pelham One Two Three. I fe- I feel like he backed off on it a little. Was bit. that Denzel Washington as well? It, it was. was Jesus. Played the Come on, people. <laughs> he loves Washington. Doesn't he? I know. It's like a trilogy now of Denzel Washington, <laughs> Tony Scott flicks. Um, so yeah, my, my first recommendation is Man on Fire, and my second one is Smoking Aces, which um, not Smoking Aces two, which was a straight to video release. This Smoking Aces, you know, it's another movie that's about a bunch of killers and stuff. It's hyper stylized, like way more than this movie is even. But with a sense of humor. Yeah, but it's tongue in cheek the whole thing. It's almost Affleck's like in there, isn't he? it's like what it's like watching a comic book take place. Yeah. Like some weird... Justin Bateman. Jason Bateman, I mean. Yeah, it, almost has, it has a bit in common with The Losers, which I really like from last year. It's like a... It's better than The Losers. I actually like The Losers better. It's what mm. I, the Losers, I thought, was really good. But it's like... Um, in, the, in fact, The Losers was based on a comic book. Smoking Aces isn't. But it's like... It feels like watching a comic book. It's like... It's like this gunplay, gun ballet thing. Because there's a huge shootout, like, straight out of a Tony Scott movie. But it's like all tongue in cheek. I mean, there's like 
a weird... Oh, yeah, True Romance. He didn't do any of that shit in, did he? No, it was pretty straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was slow motion, but... A little bit. He, and he experimented a little bit, but nothing like Man on Fire or Domino, where it took it to the next level of it. Um, so what have you got for uh, recommendations? My recommendations are Terminator and Terminator 2. And the reason is... Reason are... <laughs> What sparked me to think of it is one of the previews was starring Terminator 2 guy, whatever his name is. Robert Patrick. Terminator, yeah, Robert Patrick. And I was thinking, I was trying to think of action movies that I thoroughly enjoy, that I get uh, that weird stimulation inside where you're rooting for or you're scared of or you're like, oh shit, kind of thing at some moment during the movie where it stimulates you. And though I really do have that for both of those movies, both of them. Terminator 3, eh, just feels like cranking out the same thing. No, I still didn't enjoy it. We didn't watch 4 yet. Is there a 4? Yeah, Christian Bale. Oh, right. Terminator <laughs> Salvation. <laughs> totally forgot. I'm sure Christian Bale But the Bale first goes, two, I can honestly say, I like the action, it's over the top, it's in your face a little bit, but then it's got that kind of underbelly of a, a more interesting story and so, all that. Terminator, uh, on a point there, Terminator 2 and um, Aliens, mm-hmm. they're two films by James Cameron that are better, well, no. than the predecessor. No. I, <laughs> no, um, I really like Alien, but I feel like it's a different movie than Aliens. Aliens, Aliens is just badass. It's I not mean, better. No, I, I, I'm... I think it is. No, it isn't. Okay, moving on. You are wrong, but that's And Terminator. I don't even like the original Terminator, to be honest. Oh, I do. I think... Have you watched it recently? Not recently. Probably about five years ago. It's really dated. And Terminator 2 isn't, like... Terminator 2, like, still stands up. I think that's why I like it, though. Because it is of the time. And the story overrides a lot of... Terminator 2 is better than 3 by about a million times. Yeah, yeah, totally. Even though 3 is modern, you know. And... In addition to those, because that's kind of one recommendation, but another one where I'm thinking of the archetypal um, anti-hero, macho, bullshit kind of thing is Escape from New York. Because I can't help it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's weird, and it's like so 80s. John Carpenter. And um, uh, another the guy, old- the, you know, Sna- Snake Pliskin or whatever his name is, he's just, he's that macho, kick-ass, but slightly defeated. You know, all that stuff. But for some reason, maybe it's nostalgia, because I saw it, you know, originally. But it's one of those where I get it, like the blowing up shit and the crazy post-apocalyptic kind of vibe, and I I just dig it. Stuntman Mike from um, Death Proof is literally (laughs) Pliskin... 20 years later. Yeah, like, it's... it's, No, I don't think so. I think Pliskin turns into a psycho killer. No, it's... it's, (laughs) I mean, but... Just the scenes, not I'm not talking in the scenes where he's talking in the bar and stuff. It's almost like Pliskin stepped in there. I mean, yeah, he turns out to be a. He's the same guy, so yeah, he yeah. can't really help himself. No, it's it's just the the mannerisms. like he's war torn and he's beaten down and he's got like a dark side to him. But those uh, I hate because when you say to Escape from New York, I oh yeah, it's terrible. It. Escape from it's LA, horrible. I hate it. Yeah, but when you said if you love action movies, you'll like this one we watched today, I disagree because I love those action movies and I don't love this. So, I don't know. There's just a certain uh, formula there. I think that... if you liked the Fast and the Furious series, yeah. you might like this movie. Except for I like the Japanese one a lot, so, you know. No, I mean, the fans of Fast and the Furious, this is called Faster. You know. Um, but, surprisingly, it's not anything to do with the cars. 
cars. No, not really, no. I mean, but there are some cool cars. But what, what I'm saying is that maybe it's that audience who love the Fast and the Furious, which would be me. I I find the Fast and the Furious, you know, I know in my heart that they're, they're not amazing movies, but there's some enjoyment that I derive from watching You get a stimulation from it that you can't yeah, describe. And that's where, and in I this like one, the I have nothing. Like, nothing. No, for me, like, the cars. But yeah. then again, the cars don't really do that much. It's just like, oh, here's a Ferrari and here's a... He does have, He has a cool car. I like yeah. his Charger, is that it? Um, Camaro? Or... I don't think so. No, no, because it's all jacked up. It says SS on the side. I'm not, I'm not up on American muscles. <laughs> me either. I mean, I know, I, know, I know what the I like killer is. And I do like a couple of the shots where the camera slowly just pans right up next to the side of the car up to the window and I really like those shots but that's not enough <laughs> so um, yeah um, that's it for this week if you want to win a contest go to aschoolie.com see the site for details um, games and aschoolie stuff for this week I've been playing um, a lot of Test Drive Unlimited 2 um, and I can still say it's jacked up to hell online it's broken still completely broken you can't even uh, join people online anymore they took the servers off so you're just driving so it's around. good offline even though it's advertised as this massively multiplayer online racing that part doesn't work I do love it offline I've been just pegging away at it all week in fact I listen to a podcast and drive around the island at the same time it's like really relaxing it's like Aww. one of the most relaxing games you that's can play that's how I feel about playing The Sims lately yeah it's I like a relaxing game I'm just because like, I'm just trying to cover the entire island, right? The new island. Uh, I mean, the old island, the um, Oahu. And it's huge. It's three times as big as the first island. So I'm just driving the entire island. So I'm, there's no rush. There's no time limit. There's no race. So I listen to a podcast and I just drive. Like It's like going out in the car and driving around and listening to the radio. So I find it really relaxing and it's really fun. Um, we also played um, You Don't Know Jack on the 360. Um, what did you think of You Don't Know Jack? Because you played that with me. It was fun. It wasn't fun at first because you were winning, and then I started winning, and it was fun. You told me that I, there was one... There's a mechanic in the game that you told me I shouldn't really use. Yeah, of course not. Not not if it not if I was going to win if I used it. Of course not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, was like, what I'm about? not some rival to do the screw thing to. Like, it's just that's just rude. Um, the, the game's really good. Really well written, again. Answer the questions. If you don't answer the questions, just suck it up. I actually you. think... I don't care if I'm winning or losing on You Don't Know Jack, and that's not the enjoyment for me. I just love listening to what he's got to say, because about 80% of the time, it's funny. Like, there's some shitty things yeah, that, yeah. where I go, oh, God. But, Maybe we should play some tonight. Yeah, there are some really funny, really <laughs> funny, um, where you're like... Giggle, you giggle at it, you don't like, like laugh at it. How the hell did they make that question up, even? Like, like when you have to, like, unravel a question, it's, it can... It's almost like sometimes it's like nuclear physics question, but it's reworded in a weird way. And you're like, dummy down for those of yeah, us who don't like, understand Hold nuclear on a second. physics. They're asking me a nuclear physics question that I have no idea about, but maybe I can guess because it's four choices. <laughs> but that's like awesome, like because it like if they were like asking, the periodic tables, like a funny way for an element that you've not I have no clue, I have no idea, but it's funny. Um, yeah, and I revealed to you that as a child, and I'm not a competitive person, I don't do sports and I don't play games and I don't do anything competitive, and I don't know if it's because I'm just not competitive or, like as I said, you started winning and I didn't like it and I was irritated because when I was a child, I'm the youngest of four siblings and I'm seven years behind the others, right? And they're all close together. If we were playing Monopoly or Tic-Tac-Toe or anything, 
absolutely anything. If I started to lose, I would just shake the board or tip the board. Not like in a big fit of rage, but just like, stop winning. I don't want to, don't, just stop. <laughs> rage quit, as they call it. I didn't want to quit, though. I wanted him just to stop just winning. You spoil the game. Stop winning. For everybody else. <laughs> like, start again so you're not winning all the time. And don't rub it in. And don't, like, try to win. Just play. And like, <laughs> and then you're, like, then you're thinking, so hold on. I've got to play. How do I have to play this? I can't win. But I have to appear like I'm not throwing the whole game. So I have to play and turn right. And no, you can, if you win by answering all the questions, that doesn't bother me. But when you put the screw to me, that irritates me. Because it's, like, just... Win legitimately. That's part of the game. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It's an added on thing. Anyway, um, you, don't, the, you Don't Know Jack Disc uh, features 73 episodes. They all last about 10 minutes each. So. And that is a good feature because you don't get repeated questions. No, because it, it, it knows what you played and then moves you on to the next episode. And so it's I, addictive because we didn't want to stop. We went through <laughs> about 30 episodes, right? In one Three scene. and a half hours. Yeah. So, like I say, the whole disc probably would last you 15 hours or so, and it's only 20 bucks, so I think it's pretty good value. And especially if you're the type who pulls it out at a party and maybe only plays a couple of games, it could last you a while, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? um, and I think it is a fun party game, because when we first started playing, you were like, well, I don't think I can get the hang of it because of the controller, but it's really nothing. Oh, yeah, it's it's four colours, and you press the colour. And on the screen, it shows the options up, down, yeah. left, and right. So, you know, Because so, my brain doesn't work like it. Lifelong gamer person, I have to look constantly. If it says press A, I have to look down and go, which one's A? You would um, hate screen? my new controller that doesn't actually have colored buttons. It's all monos- monochrome. Well, no. Somebody said it's top left, right, or bottom. That's fine. But mm. when it's just press B, I'm like, what the? So you, the years of gaming, yes, I don't even have to look to at the controller anymore. It just it's just. I mean, the funny thing is, I can pick up any controller. They're all different. And it just automatically, I'm wired to say, oh, right, I've got a PlayStation Right. Control. And the thing is, though, when you start to play a game like The Sims, you're just not, there's nothing there for you, is there? Like, nothing at all. You you don't care. You don't want to put in the time. You're like, what's the big deal? I don't and think me, The Sims is bad. No, not bad, but I'm saying you don't, don't get anything well, out I've of it. I've got it on the 360. I've never played but it. But the way you are with the driving, right? Because it's a natural, you feel relaxed. And you feel. No, that what you just said about driving on that island—it right. relaxes you. That's not when I turn on The Sims and I'm like, I want to max out this person's sculpting skill, and I'm not just focused on that. It's not like I'm sitting there micromanaging. Of course, I cheat so that there's no like time involved. <laughs> just gonna get to the point. But that's where I feel relaxed. There's no winning or losing. There's no. Well, I did die actually. I I killed myself. I died. I always make me and you in the game. You and I. I was fixing a stereo, I shocked myself twice, and I died. So I no longer have myself to manipulate. I just have you to manipulate. But that's so fun. That's really relaxing to me. Like, I can do other things, like cook dinner, and I go over there and click, 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 do this, do this, do this, go back and cook, and listen to music at the same time. So, so the thing with the driving around the island, you have to be completely... Focused. ...on it, because you you can crash at any moment, right? you got to monitor your speed, you got to take the turns, you got to... How's that relaxing? Well, because I'm listening to the... It's like driving and listening to the radio. When you're driving in your car, listening to something on the radio or a podcast or something. It's just natural. You're kind of just doing that on autopilot. Even though you do have to concentrate, you can't just, like, turn off because you'll crash, right? But you're enjoying the podcast or the music, right? That's how it it feels. It's like this part's automatic, the driving. Uh, I'm just... You know, I know there's a sharp corner coming and I have to use my skills to take it. But it's not really... 
Yeah, yeah I know. It's not like racing against somebody where I'm always like, oh crap, somebody's coming, somebody's coming, you know? That's when you get stressed That's out. That's probably why you find it so relaxing then. Yeah. Um, the third game I've been playing this week, and it's really, really um, small amount, so I can't really comment a lot <laughs> on it, is uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Um, it's the latest fighting game from Capcom, and you make the Street Fighter franchise, and what they've done is brought a lot of their characters from Capcom games and pit them up against uh, Marvel characters, so it's like Beautiful Joe versus Spider-Man, or Ryu from Street Fighter versus the Hulk, you know? And I've not put enough time into it to comment. All I can say is it looks amazing graphically, like they've really done a good job. It might not be my type of fighting game, because it's like tag team. Right. And I like Street Fighter because it's one-on-one, but this is three-on-three. You can't have three on the screen at the same time, you swap them out. But the idea is, I have a team of three, you have a team of three, you can bring them in and out whenever you want. And when one of them's life bar disappears, then they're gone for good, and you have to, you've to you still got the other two. I'm not sure I like that mechanic as much. Mm. I just like, I've got one guy, I've got one bar, if it goes, I'm dead, and I have to do that to the other guy. So, we'll see, because I'm going to play some more of it. And it's a good use of an arcade stick. If you want to play this yeah. kind of game, you need a arcade stick. Um the other thing is um, Activision decided to close down Bizarre Creations, which is one of my favorite um, software developers. They made the games um, Project Gotham Racing right back in the Dreamcast era when it used to be called Metropolis something. Do you remember? Like I was so into it. I had a radio stations. It was one of the first Metropolis Racer on the Dreamcast. Then they did Project Gotham Racing on the Xbox. You've always loved it. You've Two, loved three, and four. All, all of them were awesome. They did the James, late, the James Bond game that just came out recently, Bloodstone, which I enjoyed. They did Blur, which was that awesome racing game from last year with the. It was like Mario Kart, but with real cars. Remember with mm-hmm. the, where you pick up? I loved it. I played it all summer. Well, Activision decided they're not profitable enough. So instead of. What they actually did was said, you're not profitable enough, we don't want you working on anything, and we're going to try and sell the company to somebody else. Nobody wanted them, so a couple of days ago they closed their doors for good. Which is really sad. They put out this video, and it's really sad because it's like, a thanks to all our fans, here's this video. And it was slow motion clips from all of their games throughout the years with this really sad classical music over the top. Aww. And then at the end, like it, uh, it faded to black and it said R.I.P. Bizarre Creations 2002 to 2011. And it was just like... And for me, it's like, there's no more Project Gotham Racing. It's done. Like that, The fourth installment was it. And I, I always expected it to be a game I played every year, you know, because it was one of the best racing games. They developed this system called Kudos where... Yeah. Skidding around the corners, got you more money to buy stuff. You, you know, it was cool. They, they had good ideas. Their games looked amazing, all of them. It's just shit when business gets in the way of yeah, creativity. Yeah. That's that's what it essentially is, right? That's why Guitar Hero, we didn't <clears> mention that. But they've also canned the Guitar Hero franchise because there's not as much money in it anymore. And that's why they don't want to make anymore. If He said something like the Activision guy, Bobby Kotick. A lot of people call him Bobby Kodick because he's a dick. Because everything he says sounds like if it doesn't make money, we're not interested. Like, Call of Duty is great. There's a lot of money to be made. So let's ramp up production on Call of Duty. But Guitar Hero, we made less money last year, so let's get rid of it. I mean, those decisions are just... Get rid of it. No, don't get rid of it. Just don't make four a year. Just make one. You know, that's the solution in my opinion, right? 
when you bring out four Guitar Heroes in one year, yeah, yeah, people are like, "Fuck Guitar Heroes!" I can't spin too much. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'll buy one, <clears throat> and then I'm done. Like, and then when they say, "Well, we put out four, and nobody bought three of them," well, the reason is they don't want four. They just want one, like one right. good one at the end of the year, you know. Where do these people come from, for real? I don't know. Seriously, they come from the... the world of spreadsheets and figures. That's I mean, where do they come from? Are they people? <laughs> the people with just money in their eyes, like dollar signs printed in their like eyes. Like everyone else is their puppet to suck money out of our pockets. And they have to figure out these statistics and the, what's it called? Like the, um, what's it called when you have demographics and all this shit where you go, oh, okay, here's how we, we can crank up this vacuum and suck the money out of them. How about just make something good and see what because happens? Because how awesome is the concept of a guitar hero? You know, it is when it when we first got yeah, the guitar, yeah, totally and he awesome. was like, "This is fantastic! Like, this is like I know it's not like playing a guitar, but I'm having fun. I'm playing. It's unlike anything you'd ever done before. I'm getting score, you know, and it's a cool thing to learn. And now I can do it. It's really cool, right? It's a cool concept. Um, then you just run it into the ground because you're money grabbing, and then you say something like, "This is what they said: We can't afford to make a game that involves plastic instruments that we have to make." And charge you a hundred dollars for. We can't afford to do that, so we're just gonna like give that. He didn't say the series is dead. He said like we're giving it a rest. It's, right. There'll definitely be no music games for this entire year. That doesn't mean next year they they decide. Oh, everybody's had a rest now. Here comes another guitar hero. That's probably what will happen. But um, they just run it into the ground. The next one they'll run into the ground. Just watch. Is Call of Duty. Call of Duty now. That I've heard him say. It's amazing for us. We make billions of dollars when Call of Duty comes out. In fact, we've just hired a load of people to make <coughs> map packs for Call of Duty. More than you used to. Now you're going to get more map packs because we've got a full development studio making map packs. Now, what will happen is there'll be a map pack every month and I'll be say, I'll say to you, I'm not paying $15 every month. This is ridiculous. I, I'll just play the old maps. I'll stop buying the maps and then this Mr. Kodak guy will say, nobody's buying these maps. Fuck Call of Duty. Give Move it a on rest. to something else, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so watch it. I'll tell you what. That's what's going to happen. I know you're a video gamer person, but they've just got too big for their britches. All of them. They're riding high for a while, and now it's kind of like, oh, wait, we charge $60 for games. We charge $15 a month for some other bullshit games. We've all got big fat salaries and big fat cars, and we all want to make billions of dollars all the time, and they don't bother to turn around and go, oh, wait a minute, people have to feed their families and pay their rent? Bullshit. We want them to buy money, buy more video games. Like they just got too big for I mean, the britches. There's, there's spending tens of millions of dollars to develop a video game, and then you piss and moan about not I making enough money. It's your is, own fault. I think one of the things is because of like video games having some of them having bigger budgets than Hollywood movies now. You know, because EA and people like that have been like. Games have to be better than last year's, and we've got to make it better. Yeah, and that's their mistake. We pay $100 million for this year's version of this. Uh, and and then, eventually, something's got to give. People are going exactly. to be like, well, I don't, I don't really want to play Gears of War 6. I've played Gears of War every year. I'm kind of done with it. Like, But they're like, well, no, you need Gears of War 6. It's cost us $200 million to make. Buy it. And then you're not buying it. And then they just can stuff, like, immediately. In I'm the meantime, sure. seriously, I hear on the radio, and I've listened to three different radio stations over the last few days, almost every DJ group, if there's a pair of them or two or three of them in the morning or in the evening or something, they all talk about Angry Birds. Right. They all yeah, bought that, it on their iPhone for three bottles yeah, or whatever, 
And they're all talking about it. They're what? all the, playing the it. The problem is, the problem is with the, those indie games which um, take people by storm, Angry Birds being one, Plants vs. Zombies, The yeah, Jeweled. Yeah. Um, what happens is, those come along and everybody's ears prick up, EA and all those people, and then they go, um, <clears throat> Angry Birds people, we see you sold a million Angry Birds. Can we... Um, buy you and then, and then those little companies are like wow EA wants to buy us let's do it and then EA go okay make an Angry Birds 2 they make it it doesn't do that well they go like, fuck off right exactly. yeah so so all these big companies just go like they're just consuming these little developers with cool ideas Minecraft after they've already Minecraft. done after they've already done their amazing thing yeah, that's the thing Minecraft is one of them EA want to buy the guy buy the, the guy they want to buy the guy the whole concept Minecraft will be an EA property that you will subscribe to and play online every week, every month or whatever. They want that. When they do that, that is the death of Minecraft. I mean, it will be popular for a little while. Yeah. But then you'll see a year later, they'll be like, we're closing down the Minecraft servers because not enough people play it anymore. Like, it, is, it should stay as an indie thing. That guy should run it. Make his millions of dollars. Because he's yet- got the enthusiasm... In yeah. this world, right now, as we speak, somebody somewhere is buying, playing, or somehow acquiring to play Pac-Man. Because yeah. Pac-Man stands... Pac-Man is one of those things that... Xbox Live. It I doesn't go Pac-Man. away. Yeah. I bought a new version of Pac-Man the other week. You know, the, the DX, the new hyped-up edition. It's awesome. <laughs> I applaud Namco. They made... They, they took their record. How much game. was that? $10. Right. They took their game. They made it awesome. Updated, it controls better than the original did. I but love it's it. not a, it's not a. Here's a sixty dollar version of our game. No, it's ten bucks. And then in five another. weeks, we're gonna give you some bullshit downloadable content for you to spend no, ten no, no, more no. dollars. Here's on. your Pac-Man game, ten dollars. Yeah. Play it as much as you want. That's it. Like, and it's cool. And it's how about good. this? Charge less, sell more. It's not. <laughs> so yeah, that's how, that's my rant on games. So I, I draw on my uh, sheet there. Fuck Activision. <laughs> So, yeah, you love Activision to a degree. You love some of their I'll games. I'll buy Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Right? But Over and over. And you play it every day you know, of your life. Talking of uh, Guitar Hero and shit, I'm more pissed that they axed DJ Hero. And that that company that they bought, Freestyle Games, who made DJ Hero, they told them to fuck off as well. So they're, they're gone now as well. And you love DJ Hero. Yeah, and that whole concept is cool. I mean, they made two DJ Hero games. Both were awesome. They didn't try and fleece you in the second game and make you buy a new turntable. It worked with the first game. But now they're like, it's too much to license that music. It's too much of a hassle. See ya. And they close down the whole studio like Bazaar. So mm. all those, you have to think, those, that's people out of a job. It's a whole studio of people who've worked together for three, four years making this thing. And now they get told to go home like, and have to go somewhere else. You know, it's just ridiculous. It's yeah. like, why? Because businessmen want Suck. more money. Um, <laughs> And talking of more money and big budgets, etc., this week, Tuesday's new releases, which I'll be talking about next week. Um, the first one is Bulletstorm, one of the biggest shooters of the year, Cliffy B's new project. Um, that's out on Tuesday. And the other, on the opposing side, Sony's camp, Killzone 3, probably their biggest shooter of the year, are both out on Tuesday. Funny, put them both out on one day, you know? People will buy them. Doesn't matter, does it? No, I mean, I mean, yeah, literally two of the biggest shooters of the year, both out on Tuesday. I'll talk about them next year. And next year. Next Excellent. week. I can wait a And I also year. put down Austin's Play, but you might want to talk about that in your session. You can bring it up. So we went yesterday, 
um, out to... First, let me say, my nephew was in play, uh, HMS Penafore, eighth grade play. What did I say? Penafore. 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 Yeah. Penafore. You also spell it very wrong. I always spell it wrong, yeah. Um... I went to it the first night. He's been. Pri- I didn't know what his part was or anything Gilbert like that. Gilbert Sullivan's HMS Pinafore. If it's an opera, right? From yeah. 1878, we've done some research, and yes. my nephew had already done his research because the play he was in in the fall was uh, called Zombie Movie, and he was a walk-on zombie, like dragging his leg and with the makeup on, and he had like an, a cool uh, groom's outfit. But he just walked on. He grunted and groaned, walked off, and then he was sort of a background zombie. And there were all the kids who were the stars and the leading characters and did the story. And it was really good. It was fantastic. And he was really into it. And I was thrilled that he loved going to the practices and he loves helping with the set. All that kind of stuff. So then this time he's like, I know he's going to be in another play. And I never ask. Because he's like, I know you don't like to know about movies. And so don't ask what it is or anything about it or what my role is. And so I didn't know anything about it. So I get there on Friday night to see the play. And if you don't know HMS... Pinafore. Pinafore. It's like, like a, you know, like an apron that a, yeah. that a lady wears. Pinafore. Why do you keep correcting me? Pinafore. You say pinafore. Yeah. No, it's pinafore. Like with an end. <laughs> like a pin. Right? Yeah. Whatever. So I get there and the, who's the leading character? The Admiral Joseph something or other. <laughs> Maybe his last name. And that's my nephew. He has that role where he's singing and doing some... You know, on you know, a little bit of choreography and has like a leading role. Not the leading role. There's like three leading roles, I think, really, when you think about it. But Yeah. And on Friday night, I watched it. He started singing and my mom and I both were like, oh my God. He has this baritone, never expected this kid to ever sing anything. Like never heard it and I've been with no, him. No, we never have. And we every day of his life almost for his whole 14 years, right? Never knew anything about it. So I'm like, oh my god, We the play's over, we walk up, everybody's saying to him, all the parents and people, oh, that was really awesome, that was really, he's like, thank you, thank you. I walk up to him, there's people all around, and he said to me, first thing he said, as we were approaching, was, can you make sure A. Scully comes, I'd really like him to see Does this. Does he call me A. Scully? <laughs> no, <laughs> but, your name. And I was like, shh. I'll do what I can. Like, you don't go out much and you don't really dig the, you know, events and whatnot. And I'm like, I'll do what I can. He's like, no, no, no. Drug his tea or something. Get him here. I'd really like him to see this. So I knew it was important to him. So I say it to you. You decide to go. You go. And what did you think? It was really good. He, <laughs> yeah. say, he sings really well. I he think does. he was one of the best kids there. I mean, there were some good kids there. Yeah, yeah. There were some really bad kids who, who weren't <laughs> into it at all. Yeah. But I think anybody who's seen a school play will know that there's ones who like it, ones who don't. Some who are just there for the laugh or whatever. And the confidence isn't there either, you can tell. No. But he totally just does it, man. He does his lines and he does his expressions. and He, he's he like, stood out from everybody else. One, because he's like a lot taller than everybody. He's very tall, yeah. How tall is he? Like I don't know, he's tall as you maybe, almost. Yeah. Um, but he stood out from everybody else, um, actually, in the quality of the... And I'm not being really biased because I know him, but... He added, like, the... The, an, an interesting walk and he did like certain things with his facial expressions and other kids are kind of terrified you can tell they yeah. just like and the, the girls were really good and the captain guy was really good you know where you there were 
certain ones who were really into it, and I was just It was a really abbreviated proud. version of the um, yeah. show. It was like an hour long. But they sang all the way. They all sang the poor girl, Buttercup. Cost she had a really bad times. cold, and so she really soldiered through, though. I mean, I give her 100% credit, and um, just really, I um, was really proud of him, and I hope... Because afterwards, of course, the teacher and the drama coach lady are like, you have to keep him in singing. We had no idea he had this voice. The chorus guy was over there like, we, I've got a summer camp. We would really love him to go to it. So it's one of those things, isn't it, that, like me with art, I've always drawn. I haven't painted much, but I do artsy things my whole life. And it is a, it's not the way I make a living, but it's an integral part of me. Like, if I don't draw something or make something creative every at least on a daily or every other daily basis, I feel like I'm poisoned or something. Like I'm frustrated. I draw something and it comes out. I get relaxed. And I feel like if he can sing or he likes being in, you know, acting of any way, I want to totally nurture that. Do you agree with that? Yeah. So, you know, maybe we'll see him in Faster 12. <laughs> Go faster. Oh, if only. <clears throat> <laughs> but that was really good, and I'm really thrilled that you went. You put a video of it up on Facebook. Yeah, there's we a... Videotape. We recorded the whole thing, whatever you call it, this year. Saved. We saved it all. We've got loads of pictures, and I'm just beaming with pride. I don't have children. You don't have children, but I think that's pretty close to being... Yeah, it was pretty... It's funny. Pride. The best part about it was they completely hid it all from us. Totally. I'm had not no... saying that's a good thing to hide it from us, but we had no idea that he... Because he... I don't know where he practiced that singing. He must have waited till everybody was out of the house. My sister said his dad bought him a keyboard, like at a garage sale or something, and she could hear him playing it. And he researched it. He watched YouTube videos of people who did the plays yeah. on Broadway I mean, and whatnot. He must have sang that in his room a lot. And they practiced at school. Yeah, but every night. I think at home. I mean, to get it that good, he must have done it a lot. To know all the words, he never forgot a word. He didn't, and he was. I mean, he knew his place on stage. I mean, I was just like, wow. Hopefully. The confidence you get from that, or the satisfaction you get from that, will carry on either in the same thing, or you just know that in life, you go for it, like, you know, stuff that interests you. So I was really, I was impressed that you went, that was nice, and then what did we do? Went for a curry in, um... A nearby town? A nearby town. In a restaurant that is... We've been there before, we've talked about it before on this uh, podcast. It was absolute... The papadums were bad this time. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But was, everything else was freaking amazing. Yeah, they, they, they are, it is the best curry. I've been to lots of curry houses and it's my favorite curry I've ever. It's just so good. I get the cor- vegetable korma and we I don't, had What do the I get? Chorus. What was that called? Oh, God, I don't remember. No, I don't know what it's called, but it's like little vegetable balls, like deep fried in batter, but inside a curry. Inside of a creamy like a tomato and onion, onion sauce. Yeah, so good. And then what did we have for dessert? I ordered a dessert, which is like a rice pudding kind Indian of Indian rice pudding. And I was like, saffron. oh. You're oh, like, oh. And we were so full anyway. I was like, oh, I don't even know if I want this. And I'm I like, oh, like, well, I ordered it. And I've always loved, my grandma used to make rice pudding when I was a kid. And it, rice pudding in England is like rice in milk with lots of sugar and then chilled in the fridge, you know, so it's like nice and cold. And my grandma always used to serve it as after dinner and I loved it. And this rice pudding was exactly like that. It, was, <laughs> it didn't taste like any rice pudding. It tastes like my grandma's rice pudding. Oh, God, it's so good. I'm, oh. Yeah, it's really good. It was amazing. What else are you going to ask me? What's for dinner tonight? Tonight is pasta with some red sauce, you know, prego. And then I have prepared some tofu with onions, garlic, and some green beans. That's going to go with that. And then we'll have some carrots. And I forget what... Oh, some beets. And then I made this chocolate banana 
putting stuff. <laughs> I'm never quite sure about that stuff. You've made it several times. And yeah, well, it's got to turn out good someday. Yeah. So that's what's for dinner. And then my other thing is my mom's computer. We brought, built her a new computer from the inside out, and she... She has a three-hour yeah, drive. Yeah, that was the quickest computer I've ever built. With all the parts, I stuck it all together. And she's thrilled. She got it home. She she knows now how to... I mean, my mom will be 70 in the fall, right? And so you think, oh, uh, there are times when it's frustrating to explain to her how to do things. When you say, like, can you click on the start menu and go to control panel? She's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you mean by yeah. start menu? You know, like that. But she gets it home. She plugged it all in herself. She got her DSL all up now and Now she's got a Windows 7 64-bit edition. That'll Correct. confuse her. <laughs> She'll be no. like, oh. No, she said, I've got my, I've got my Jack throwing knives on here. So that's good because I put a picture of her man. They throw knives. At each other. Not at each other. Uh, you know, the old carnival circus knife throwing trick. They do that. Uh, they have a big wooden target, and they... Does he stand there, and she throws them in? Uh, no, they haven't... God, no. Right. I... <laughs> Who knows? That could be the next thing. But they like to throw knives, and so there's a picture of him throwing knives. She loved that as her desktop. As I was talking to her, she goes, oh, wait. And we switched her over from using Outlook Express to Gmail, which is kind of a painful process, really. I think really. it'll be fine when she gets it. It will be fine, except for sending pictures. But she goes, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh. <gasps> This is awesome. There's like seashells and there's like a sunset. Cause oh, I, she found the theme. No, I gave her this ocean theme or whatever. Right. And she, that was more impressive to her. Than, oh, that's... And I could see her just drop her hands down and go, oh, that's just beautiful. You know. <laughs> so that was a nice... She loves her computer. She loves playing Bejeweled in the evening. She's got a decent computer now. It's yeah. like a dual core. Uh, it's three gigahertz. It's got everything. She should be, she'll be fine for that for a few years. And she's figured out how to use, you know, she takes loads of pictures with her digital camera. She loads them onto her computer. She loves to look at them and all that. So I think it's a really nice, like, she paid for my trip to Germany last year. And so today she was like, how much do I owe you for this? I'm like, no, nothing. It, you know, nothing. It's nothing. It's It was just nothing, which it was just a couple hundred bucks. She will use that thing every day for hours a day for whatever, for different reasons, you know. I think that... Uh, you know, if you're an older person in your life, I don't know how to describe it, but it seems like she's figuring out how to communicate with people. She loves the little games. She doesn't, like, get obsessed I with I put Angry thing. Birds on there for her, and <laughs> I put um, Bejeweled 3, which she'll love. I don't think she would like Angry Birds, but put because she didn't there. like Plants vs. Zombies. God knows why. I put that on there as well. Just in case you're there, you might want to play it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a good uh, thing. If you've got a parent or a grandparent who you think might enjoy a computer, just do it. I mean, she had a computer that we built for her, but it was just getting a bit slow and Really old, slow so and we, noisy. And, and now it's 100% better. Yeah. The only thing we recycled was a case, which I had to clean. Good case, though. A case was full of spiders, dead spiders, and spider webs. It was they, pretty interesting. They live that. in an older house, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not saying... They live, like... Okay, here's the computer. Here's the sort of um, they can't see barn the... kind of wall because the house is sort yeah, of patched kind of a... together. And then there's a huge forest kind of thing. So they're very close to nature. So yeah, there's going to be spiders. It was ex- it's, there were some excellent finds in there. <laughs> chopped up spiders where they where they tried to get through the fan. <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's pretty pretty funny. Uh, all right. So is that it for this week? Well, meaning of life. But I think summing it up, being proud of my nephew and. Wanting my mother to be happy and having curry with my husband. Those are the meaning of life, aren't they? Yes. Curry is the meaning of life. (laughs) And 
moms and nephews. And husbands and, husbands. and wives. So uh, thanks for listening to the show this week. Um, I want to remind you about our website, ascully.com, sitar.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. You can catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, or, or go to ascully.com, click on the word podcast, subscribe. God, I thought you were going to say, like, or come in real life. <laughs> come and say hi. Listen. <laughs> Do whatever you want. And I will say that... 160 episodes on that page, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I was going to say, uh, I do. I will show my mom she hadn't watched my okra eating YouTube video yet. And we always joke that I'm the youngest and I always uh, say I'm the center of the universe and I'm, I always try to crave attention. I know, I know it's shocking. And uh, she watched this video of me eating these okra and I made a kind of a funny little video and put it on YouTube and she goes, oh my God, you do think you're the center of the universe. And she's true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so email feedback to me at ascoliascoli.com. Email uh, feedback to SidTalk at SidTalk at the center of the universe.com. <laughs> or and, SidTalk is the center of the universe.com. And um, stay classy, Mr. Billy Bob Thornton. That was my favorite part about this movie. Okay. And I'm going to say think for yourself, everyone, because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. 